that's uh, that's Ken. That's not our vice president, but he's just as handsome as the vice president. How about that? No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> no, better looking. <laughs> oh, whoa. Now, here goes the vice president. But, you know, this, this reminds us that when we visit foreign countries, mm-hmm. we have to follow the rules Absolutely. and their laws. Absolutely. And for us, coming from the United States, a lot of times it's a shock of the cultures yeah. but we have to respect those cultures Absolutely. we're visitors and, and it happens to all of us and then when you come back you have to adapt it's mm-hmm. sort of you know you have to rekindle that relationship that you have veterans day i've <laughs> said this veterans day is all month you know veterans day is not for me it's not just veterans day, day is every day, day. <laughs> every day but yeah I, i'll take that And welcome to a very special day, a very special podcast. Today is our recognition and celebration of Veterans Day. I am Dr. Maya Burr-Stewart. I want to, as always, thank you all, our listening and our viewing audience for tuning in, um, for thinking enough of AU Studios that you would chime in with us, and particularly today. We've got some really awesome people in the studio today as we recognize veterans, as we recognize Veterans Day. Um, I'm going to give a little, um, just a little, uh, a small caveat, make a a speech beforehand. You'll probably hear some things in this podcast that many of you don't understand. Like I've got a a good uh, colleague that's here from the Marines, and although I'm sorry to hear that, it's still, you know, we allow and we celebrate. And that's our opening for today to, to pull your legs. Again, thank you all for coming. We've got an awesome podcast schedule today. We've got some awesome people here in the studios. Um, our very own alumni will be chiming in with us via Zoom as well as veteran um Veterans that also are part of uh, uh, Atlantis University and AU Studios will be chiming in today. So without further ado, I am Dr. Maya Bird-Stewart. And again, you all should recognize the face. And if not, um, I am a part of AU Studios, you, you a regular part of AU studio, Studios, as well as Atlantis University. And then also in the studios with us today, we've got our vice president of Atlantis University, who's a Marine veteran, Mr. Juan Cruz Torres, and we have with us another veteran, uh, Air Force veteran, Mr. Ken Kistner, who's with the Compliance Department here at Atlantis University. And then on Zoom with us, we've got in the studios, Mr. Ivan Suarez, who is an Army veteran, raised the roof, and we've got Miss Darlene Martinez, who's also an Army veteran, and they both serve as a part of Atlantis University alumni. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, hello. welcome, hello. welcome How are you? to How are you? AU Studios. Darlene and Ivan, welcome. And so we will, you know, this will be just a, a quick um, podcast, something we 
we're throwing together, but we want to just celebrate and recognize Veterans Day. We want to kind of come together as a, you know, a family, small family, but a family, and just kind of talk, you know, briefly amongst each other and and share some experiences. Um, and so, you know, hopefully this podcast will go out to the communities, but certainly the veteran community, and it'll it'll give you know make them laugh, right? It'll <laughs> cause them to to go down, take a stroll down memory lane. And so, gentlemen, how do we start this? If you'll notice to our right here, we've got some pics on the screen. Is is this a icebreaker or what? <laughs> Bring back lots of memories. God, I was so young. We've got here in the lower, if you're looking at this uh, from the from the front, we've got in the lower left corner over here, Mr. Ken Kistner, um, Air Force veteran, looks about, he looks, what, about maybe 19? 19, 19. 19, 20? I think, it, I yeah. think 19. Yeah. And so then if you look in the center, that's also uh, Mr. Ken Kistner. And this is... is picture during the Vietnam War, Ken? Or? Um, it's in Thailand, but part of the Vietnam in Thailand. War. Okay. And then if you look just up above the center picture, you've got to the left a young lady um, who is sitting on her duff. I'm not sure why. But if you look to the right, you've got the same young lady who's armed and ready to go. And that, of course, that young lady is me. Um, and then we've got a picture of our very own vice president, don't we? Um, um, Mr. Engineer. No, that's me again. That's uh, that's Ken. That's not our vice president, but he's just as handsome as the vice president. How about that? No, he's not. Oh. <laughs> no, better looking. <laughs> oh, oh, whoa. Now, here goes the vice president. Now, there's no way this guy is in the military. We need a military picture. Don't be giving us this fluff up here, Mr. Engineer. Uh, wow, what awesome photos. And so this is Mr. Juan Cruz. Um, Torres as a as a young man. Incredible, right? Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. If it were not for the uniform, I would never believe that uh, that that was you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, though. Really awesome. And so we don't have any photos of of our. Oh God. Oh God. Who is that? Oh my God. Let me share something if I can, real quick. If you all notice this picture down here to the right, where my hand is showing kind of profiling um, the picture. That sign is a sign that says um, entrance, women only. And so that's a picture in Saudi Arabia during the um, Operation Desert Shield, Operation Desert Storm. That is a bus. And that bus is actually the back of the bus where I am highlighting and, and showing that this section of the bus only women are able to sit. And so, you know, it reminds you um, of a whole lot of things. You know, you so, think about So you US. were privileged, right? I, I, listen, I was absolutely privileged. Yeah, in Get the back of the bus. In, in comparison. Terrible. That was for, you know, that was for the Saudi women. You know, they had to certainly, they had to have their head covered, their bodies covered, and they could only walk, you know, in a certain way. They could only walk in certain um and you know at certain times the husband you know typically had to be present 
they could only you know sit in certain but, places so but you know this this reminds us that when we visit foreign countries mm -hmm. we have to follow the rules absolutely and their laws absolutely. and for us coming from the united states a lot of times it's a shock of the cultures yeah. but we have to respect those cultures absolutely. we're visitors and, and it happens to all of us i also want to remind everybody i mean we have representatives from the army Marine Corps, yeah. Air Force, but we also have our Navy, which is not here today. Yeah. It's one of our sister armed forces and also our Coast Guard. And so a shout out to all of them, Absolutely. even if they're not here, obviously that's, you know, those are our brothers in arms. So Absolutely. And so I was saying we don't have pictures of Ivan and of um, Darlene, but we definitely want to give them an opportunity to, you know, chime in, guys. So Darlene, you were a part of which conflict we don't call them wars if you are so let's make sure we let the non-military folk know we don't call them wars they're called conflicts and so your conflict darlene was which one iraq freedom iraq operation iraq freedom and ivan your conflict was kosovo iraqi freedom enduring freedom and afghanistan wow and so you stayed busy yeah. <laughs> Basically, Ivan stayed busy. And so wow. tell us a little about your experiences, guys. So what was it like, Darlene, what was it like being mm -hmm. a female or a woman at war? It was kind of tough, yeah. especially because in the Army, we have to prove that we can do everything that has male can do. Mm -hmm. So it was like a double at Dogo for us, especially Latinas. Mm. We had to prove that we can deal with the language besides the army. And it was kind of a great experience for me. I was at airborne um, delivery from 92 Yankee Supply, especially for the mobile hospital, 47 cash. Ah. And it was very nice to travel a lot. And especially to do the airborne part. Wow, that's so awesome. It was, it was a great, great experience. I love it. If it wasn't for my accident, then I would probably be in. Still be in. And so Darlene said something that's really interesting. You said that, you know, being a woman and especially being Latina. Now, and I definitely believe you and support you, but I think all the women, we say that, right? I think black women say that, right? I think my Asian sister said that. I think for women, it's just women. You know, I think that all of us, all races, you know, all nationalities, I think we just have a tougher time because you said it, Darlene, proving that, you know, we can, you know, take the language, proving that, you know, we can take the punches and we can continue, um, you know, to roll. And so I think that, you know, when you talk about groups, women, I think we did a good job of try of supporting each other but unknowingly right because we can't we can't do that kumbaya stuff in the military right we're soldiers and so you all don't put up with any of that you know um it's like one military you know one unity and so but but i like that you said that darlene because yeah as a female it was tough i shared with us off off screen before we came on camera the fact that i felt bad for families um, that experienced and so I know Ivan did have a family when he was there so did Darlene. Juan, did you have a family when you were at war? Ken, did you have a family? Did you all have wife and kids when you were at war? Not when I first went in. No. I got married later on and 
So I was in England after that point. But did you have a family while you were at war during the Vietnam War? No. No. Juan, did you have a family during the war? Before, but I spent an entire year overseas without a family. And so that's one of the toughest things to yeah. overcome. And it's a huge burden on the dependents because they're the ones who have to run the household yeah. and do all the stuff. And then when you come back, you have to adapt. It's mm -hmm. sort of, you know, you have to rekindle that relationship that you have because you've been away for as long as mm -hmm. you have. So that's one of the toughest things for families in the military. And, and you always kind of, you know, you're, you're in your mission, but at the same time, you're always thinking about your Mm -hmm. family back home. Ivan, you had a family when you were at Ivan, you had were deployed so many times. So, good lord, what was that like on your family? Tough. Yeah. Um, what made it better was always calling and staying okay. in touch and okay. trying to maintain the communication, maintain the openness. Sure, sure. Um, and when you get back, you know, it's that trying to reinsert yourself into the yep. environment into the pack of your kids and everything. My son didn't recognize me when after our deployment. Wow. And it took almost a month for him to kinda warm back up to you. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And wow. It's, it's it's I don't want to say it's painful, but it's very difficult to kinda yeah. realize that your own kid doesn't even recognize you as their own as your parent. Wow. And you're sitting there going, What did I do wrong? Yeah. What, you know, and it just takes time. Wow. Wow. You know, you all, you, I swear to you, my heart went out to families while I was there. I remember, you know, you had mothers that were there crying. They would come back from talking to their children, and the children were having a difficult time. So, of course, that causes you to have a difficult time. Um, so those were some of our darkest times, but some of our better times. Anybody want to chime in? What were some of the happier times? What were some of the things that you were just most proud about, you know, being that? The relationships, the brotherhood, the sisterhood. I certainly. I grew. For me, it was friendships. I yeah. wound up, like when I finally got married, one, my best man was from somebody I'd served with. Okay. And, it, you know, we still maintain that relationship. Sure, sure, sure. I, I think that when you leave the service, I, I, was, I spent 20 years active duty. So when you leave the service, that camaraderie that you build around the people is probably the thing that you miss the most. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't miss getting early in the morning and doing all the stuff, although I missed part of it. But mm -hmm. the, the camaraderie, your friendship with your friends, and then, you know, once you depart, a lot of times you don't get to see them again. Many of them, they spread out throughout the country and they go back home. And sometimes, especially now, it's easier because of technology to keep in touch with them. But back then, it was very difficult. Yeah. I remember, you know, when I was overseas, I will send remember the cassette tapes. Yes, yes, that's what we did. <laughs> we used to sit there yeah. and record and send them home. Video and send but, them home. But I, I do have to say that, you know, when we volunteer for the service yeah. one of the it's, it's a tremendous opportunity for all of us we know you know what's ahead of us because none of us are foolish and understand you know what's going to happen when when we're called upon serving and i had 20 years that i wouldn't change for anything mm -hmm. and and i enjoyed every bit of it i i uh, competed you know in, in sports and in marathons and i went all over the place and i love it to this day and i missed it every single day and so my experience was different because unfortunately they have to serve in 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 a combat environment and they have to go through a lot of difficulties 
But, you know, in essence, one of the most difficult decisions I had to make was when I was getting ready to get out of the Discharge. service. Uh -huh. it, it was it was really, really difficult mm -hmm. because I knew, you know, I was 19 when I went into the service. Mm -hmm. I spent 20 years, so mm -hmm. more than half mm -hmm. of my life mm -hmm. yeah. I had spent yeah. in the military. Yeah. And it's very, you know, um, emotional for yes. you to leave that environment, to leave your friends and start all over. It felt like it felt like um, it was very different. It, I was it felt I felt empty for a very long time when I came out. Uh, I felt empty for a very long time. <laughs> did, did, I did you ever went to the closet and, 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 and begin almost, to grab your uniform? It's like, it's like withdrawal. It's yeah, like, yeah, you went to the office and grabbed it. Ivan and Darlene, if you had the same experience, Ken, I, it's like withdrawals. It's yes, like, oh it my is. God. It is. For me, it was a case of, actually, I, for me, the military was a case of really, I grew up. Uh, I had to grow up. Okay. Yeah. You know, I was from the Northeast and everything, and I was a spoiled, rotten kid. And, and I, you know, we had the draft at that point. Mm. Uh, they so drafted. you were part of the draft? Oh, yeah. It was a case of either, and I was in college, and it was a case of if you were acting, if you were getting bad grades at that point, oh, during wow. Vietnam, they would draft you out. Oh. Yeah. So it was a case of what am I going to do? So I said, I'm not going to go ground pounding. I'll be gonna, because my brother was a Marine. Okay. And so I elected to go Air Force. And so I went growing up and learning about, you know, regimenting myself, sure. um, becoming more reliant about everything and being independent of everything that's sure, going on. Sure. And so I actually wound up, and I really, really appreciate the military, was to be able to get my degrees while I was in service. Yes. So yes. that was a benefit for me. And I wound up eventually going from active duty from over 13, 13 plus years of active duty. I decided to find myself a position in the reserves. Okay. And so when I finally, I stayed, God, Total, total active federal military service date, 38 and a half years. Wow. Wow. That's well, a very long. active duty and reserves. Darlene, Ivan, um, how, how, what was your experience upon leaving, upon uh, ETSing? For me, it was really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was my dream since I was yeah. in high school to become a soldier. So when I actually did it, well, having that, um, that, experience of my accident and getting withdrawn then that was really hard I'm mm -hmm. still in the process um, I still think about it a lot dream yeah. about yeah. my uniform <laughs> dream my about <laughs> But and, and she dreams about the uniform. Listen so that yes, you know. <laughs> I think a month later, since when I got out, I went back to the recruitment center and I told them I want to get back. Oh wow! And they told me, "Oh no, hundred percent, we go home." <laughs> yeah, Ivan, I mean, what I'll did it feel like when, to you? Uh -huh. When it was my turn to get out, and it wasn't because I wanted to get out. I ended up getting medical retirement because of the injuries I sustained. Um, Wow. It's funny they say that you're leaving the military, but you never really leave. No. Stay with no. you. Stay within you. Always a soldier. Yeah. Once a soldier, always I, a soldier. Exactly. Yeah. And which brings to a point that I wanted to bring up, you know, I, I always hear this and people always say, you know, thank you for serving. I go, no, it's me to say thank you because yeah. it's a privilege to be able to be that singularity or be that small entity that is allowed to step forward and be that for the country yeah. well said you know yeah. people always thank us yeah. and thank us for our service but yeah we i wish i mean i personally i say no but thank you for allowing me 
Yeah, yeah. Because awesome. It's an opportunity and it's a it's basically a blessing that we are able to go and do it. Some gave the ultimate sacrifice and some didn't. It didn't it wasn't their time. But yeah. when I transitioned, um I was the fifteen I was uh, a group of fifteen that were left out of the hundred and thirty six that went. Wow. And my retirement, my forced retirement, was because of the amount of uh, sustained injuries, yeah. time we spent. We spent almost 19 and a half months, no R&R, no vacation, uh, wow. all the whole time in heavy combat zones, yeah. looking for explosives and dealing with explosives. Wow. So when we transitioned, all I knew was, that's all I knew, the uniform. Yeah. yeah. It took yeah. a year to really kind of... Do, do you still have... myself. Regain my re, re, regain myself and ability to kind of transition back in. And what really helped me was going back to school. Ah, well, I'm glad that you can be a part <laughs> of that equation. Thank you. <laughs> it, what really got me back into the civilian lifestyle and to get into that mentality and get into that transition was go to school. Yeah, just go to school and just start to blend in and start to be part of it. Rebuild. Yeah. To this day, I still haven't. 100% recovered like Darlene said you never really leave and you never really stop thinking it just you have your moments mm -hmm. your moments of clarity mm -hmm. and that's that's what how I feel about it I still have my, my situations and problems that I'm still dealing with but you have clarity and that's what makes it better, makes it worth it yeah I was going to ask you you still have your uniform in your closet all hanging out impressed <laughs> actually I have my uniforms pressed <laughs> On, on the wall, on the screen. Okay, on the wall. Mine's, mine's, listen, it's been my years. In deserts, years. Yeah. My, my uh, cookie, uh, my chocolate chip cookies, my ACUs, and also my DCUs pressed, folded, oh nice and pretty on display with all my work. <laughs> and my, and my, mine's, listen, my, my uh, with, mine's are still hanging, oh. pressed no. with all the medals, ribbons, and everything no. in there in my closet. No question. Oh, they're they're sitting there. My mesh dress is hung up in the closet. Yeah. Door, okay. But everything else is folded in a, in a, um, a storage locker. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still got my sabers and stuff. <laughs> you know. So let me let me say this because I want to chime now. And Ivan said it. You know, when you talk about it's, it, kind of reminds me of JFK when he says, "Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country." And so Ivan says, "Listen, you know, don't thank me for my service. Let me thank you." And Juan, you even have said, "You know, listen, when we sign up, we know what we're in for. We know what this is about." Now, with that being said, let me say this: I never, in a million years, imagined I would go to war. I never in a million years imagine that I could go to war. I never saw that coming. I never pictured it. It was never part of the equation. I went into the military to go to law school. And so now in hindsight, you know, what you all are saying, I feel a thousand percent the same way that that Ivan feels and, and the way you feel. I echo that. But I never but I, I think it. that I think that's just our frame of mind because when we when we went through our training, men or women, every Marine is a basic infantry man or woman. And so we're all trained sure, to combat. Sure. And so for us, it wasn't, 
it was just a matter of whenever you call, you go. Well, the training was there, you know, as, you know Army, but the, men, the mental. I, I guess because I had my heart set on being a lawyer, I didn't think about no war. It surprised I just, you. <laughs> I just wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Ready or not. You know, I guess because all I could eat and dream and think about was being a lawyer for the military, I never saw war coming. I embraced it. I took part, but I, I never saw it coming. Yeah. It, you know, I, I just never saw it. Darlene, can, does that resonate with you? Like, or, and I don't know that it was a, for me, it wasn't a woman thing. It's just that, it, you know, going in being a soldier, I wanted to represent my country as a lawyer. And that's all that I saw. And so I never thought about war. To me, it, it was more than represented. It was like an honor to me because I'm not from this country. And okay. it was like a dream come true. Okay. Representing Latinas in the Army as a female. Okay. And besides that, um, I think that uh, that also put my mind out of the street from the school that I was, that it was mm -hmm. very hot. And I was like, okay, this is the only way to me to get out and, mm. and do better mm -hmm. than the streets. Mm. So it, it was a, a double for me. It took me out of the streets. And besides that, I, I did super great in there. It, it, I became a better person. Yeah, uh, it put me in awesome. a situation that I had to think about families in reality than what they were going through that I wasn't, I wasn't getting deployed. I was a delivery um, person in, in the army. So I wasn't deploying at all and seeing all these family without a, a parent, a mother or a father, it was really tough and hard. Yeah, yeah. I was also yeah. helping in that and in the, and somehow in the army. I think we all can agree. And I, now here's one thing I know that we all can agree on the experience right the military made a difference on every last one of us i wouldn't be the chick i am today were it not for the military i agree yeah i, I think agree. it changes yeah in in many ways because you were forced to grow up and do it fast mm -hmm. and you were given a tremendous amount of responsibility mm -hmm. and so internally you know it changed you in in your skills and the way you think, the way that you manage things. Mm -hmm. So you became a grown-up real fast. Yeah. And yeah. that's something that our young people today that don't have that experience, they can't relate to it. Yeah. Because when we were 19 or 20, we were handling a lot of responsibilities. And so, yeah, it did change us. We it, were it in the military us. at yes. 19 and 20. We, yeah. were, we were already carrying backs mm -hmm. backpacks and rucksacks and, and training with weapons. So, yeah, you know, our, our kids today, it is very, very and, different. And the other thing is that a lot of times, you know, people concentrate in, in wars, but the military does a lot of help. Absolutely. I mean, look at all the, the, the missions that the military do all the way across the world. You know, whenever there is hurricanes, mm -hmm. uh, all kinds of, of um, um, environmental disasters, tsunamis, you know, tsunamis, volcanoes, it, it, yeah. you go in, you help, yeah. whether they're yeah. from this country, any other yeah. country. And I have experienced that. And you see, you know, faces light up when you come in and, 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 and they have nothing. And, and they see you as a way to surviving mm -hmm. and that's also something that everybody here probably has experienced yeah how important that part of our our mission is so yeah. but 
and again, I 20 years and love it. And every time I think about the day I get out, I always think about maybe I should have stayed a little longer. So I, I have no regrets whatsoever. I love it, and to this day, I love it. We talked about. So I asked a question. I asked a question before we came on camera. Um, about being a service disabled veteran. Mm -hmm. I am a service disabled veteran. I run a business. My firm gets, you know, many credits in many ways because we are uh, because of the service disabled veteran. And so I made a comment about, oh, you know, we're all service disabled veterans. We all get a check. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's a joke, but you know, it speaks to, you know, our how our country you know, there are some instances where we've got a segment of the population where it seems like, you know, our country has not been so kind to us, you know, after service. And then there's a, a, a large segment of the population where our country has, you know, has seemingly delivered when it comes to, you know, our contribution after service. So as a service disabled vet, Ivan said it, and, and even, you know, Darlene, I am um, dealing with health issues, right, that are as a result of my service, of being a soldier. And I have to be honest, you know, there have been times where I've said I would do it differently because of the physical, um, just the physical limitations. And, you know, at 52, there are just certain things that I should be able to do and certain experiences that I should not have. But because of the service and because of, you know, that giving and that giving, it's like these are the consequences. And so, I, you know, I try to be real about it, right? So I'm grateful in the way that, that Ivan has said in the way that you've said. But the reality is, I've, my, from a physical standpoint, I've suffered. There is no question about that, but I, I go beyond that because I think that for those of us like myself, that, that I consider myself extremely blessed and lucky, once you get out of the military, one of the things that happened to us, and we almost feel like orphans, right? Mm. That's, that's the feeling that you get. You become yeah. an orphan because you're no longer within that, that family. It, it, that regimental, yeah. you know, that, that we go through. Yeah. Correct. And so one of the things that is very important is for us to stay connected and yeah. to help those that e even with their experiences, they can contribute sure. in so many ways sure. to help a lot of our military that came back that they weren't so lucky and they're going to difficult times yeah. and there is a special bond that you have because of the service and the time that we spend in the military together. And so our duty continues, you know, to help our veterans. And that's something that all of us need to take that into consideration because who else know how to assist the veterans better than the than people the who serve? Yeah, than us. Yeah. yeah. Guys that I came back, well, I say guys, I mean soldiers. They were both, um, of the 15, we're only down to 11. And that's our brotherhood. And we make it our... We make it purposeful every year. Twice a year, we get back together, awesome. we link up, yeah. and we, as a family, and we're yeah. constantly texting, calling, yeah. messaging, yeah. sending funny things back and forth. We make it our own purpose to forcefully stay in contact, stay in communication. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Are you all right? Do you need help? We've lost too many of, like I told you, we're we were an entire company. We we're down to 11 of us. Wow. Wow. That, that's incredible. Wow. Wow. Wow, Ivan. That's a 
That's a story. Wow. It's hard. It is. Because you end up like, 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 um, like what's said, you feel abandoned and you feel like, now what? Yeah. I did all this. I put myself through all this. I went through all this pain. I went through all these yeah. deployments. I went through all mm-hmm. this. Now what? Not just go home and sit, sit down and wait. For what? What am I waiting for? What's yeah. my next task? Yeah. What's my next mission? What's my yeah. next objective? And the only thing left is to breathe, keep your head up, and move forward. Yeah, yeah. And take, and and take care of your own. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could not have said it any better. Um, wow, this has been awesome. This is just, you know what? This is just what the doctor ordered. And what I mean by that, like we were just talking about, coming together, taking care of your own. I think this podcast today does that for me with bringing us together, with bringing you all to the table today, right? Um, and like, I feel like I'm sitting in the room, yep, with my family. You all know my every experience, everything that I'm talking about when it comes to the military, you know exactly what I'm talking about and vice versa. Yeah, you know, and vice versa. So this is awesome as compared to, you know, say if we had someone, a civilian sitting here, right, you know, you know, it'd be a little different. They'd say something, and we might be like, "Well, what are you talking about?" Well, no, that's not easy. You know, we'd probably beat up. Yeah, we'd probably beat up on a non-civilian. So we, it's good that we had family here at the table. I'm joking. We wouldn't beat up, but it's but it's just like what you're saying, Ivan. Just even having us here today feels good. It feels right. We're talking. We get it. Kindred spirits, so to say. I, 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 Ivan, right. Ivan said something that yeah. is is really important. Is that you know, you leave the military and our mission change. Yeah. You know, and, and, and your mission is to look at after your, your men and, and your comrades. And that's exactly what we need to remember that just because we're no longer in uniform, that doesn't mean that we're out of it, you know, and, and, and that responsibility continues because we have to, we need to help those who have, you know, even though with all the difficulties, especially both of you have dealt with it and also uh, Mia, still there's there's so many out there that have gone through and and they're not well yeah then we need to help them and and i think i dedicated and and in fact we've had a huge activity for tomorrow unfortunately we have to cancel it or actually didn't cancel reschedule reschedule for next thursday and and darlene and ivan i want to make sure that you guys come in uh we had um the um, the special guest that we're going to have hopefully she'll make it next week is the former or the widow of Muhammad Ali was supposed ah, to be here for awesome. you guys. And so ah, yeah. hopefully we can lock her up for next Friday and oh, she'll wow. be coming along. Oh, and, wow. and we have a lot of dignitaries who's gonna be here and we're pushing it to have it next uh, Friday. Unfortunately, because of the storm, a lot of people were coming from the north end of the state yeah. and you know, they're, they're yeah. locked down. Yeah. So yeah. we decided to delay it for a week, but I wanna make sure both of you come in and participate and enjoy us. And listen, Veterans Day, I've said this, Veterans Day is all month. You know, Veterans Day is not, for me, it's not just Veterans Day. Day Veterans is every Day is every day. Every day, but yeah, <laughs> I, I'll take that. Yeah, not just that it's, it's uh, what, November 11th. We are going to recognize and celebrate veterans, right, every day. Um, but Veterans Day, certainly, for these purposes, is all month. And let's not forget... Um, to go and get all these discounts they have for us. And so, <laughs> and so we're going to close out. We're going to close out yeah, on a very gonna, positive we're note. Eat for free yeah, tomorrow. We're going to close out on a very positive note. And so I want to share with us, if you haven't already, make sure that you get your V on your life, driver's license. 
make sure that you get your veteran V on your driver's license. Got Just it. get your DD-214. And for the, our viewers that are listening that may be veterans, if you want to get, you know, start taking advantage of all this free stuff. Um, and it's not free. I, I, let me let me reword that. Complimentary, you know, services and products that that folk that are really excited about our contribution. So the driver's license, when we go back and get them renewed, or you can do it outside of that, they will put the V for veterans on our driver's license. And so I went and got tires not too long ago. I asked them, do you have discounts for, do you have service to save a veteran discount? They say, yes, we can take 20% off. I go everywhere I go. I am now asking for a service to save a veteran discount. Now, I don't know if it makes a difference between service disabled and veteran. I'm not saying veteran. I said service disabled veteran. I want my discount. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying veteran. I said service disabled veteran. Yeah. So listen, let's start taking advantage of that, guys. Let's start asking the hotels, the, the restaurants. If you go to Lowe's, if you go to Home Depot, I'm starting to ask everybody. I don't ask anymore. You do it online. You register yourself well, and I you get your online discount every time I you go. You need to get with the technology. You got to tell me about that. You got to tell me about that. But I went to Tire Kingdom and got tires. Yeah. And I said to them, I said, hey, I said, guys, listen, I need to, you know, I always throw those hands up, right? That's my thing, right? Um, I said, hey, you know, I need a service disabled veteran discount. And I don't ask. I tell them, I was like, hey, I need a service disabled veteran discount. You know, they's like, okay, we can give you 20%. That's what I'm talking about. So closing, you know, closing out on a, on a, on a good note, giving some information. And, and Juan, you've got to educate us on how to do this whole online discount thing. I don't know about No, that. what happened is you go to the, to the website for uh, the different companies like Home Depot, yeah. uh, any of those. Yeah. And if you're military, you register for their benefits. And when you go in, I they give you a code that. and you automatically put your code and you get your discount. Really? I didn't know that. I oh, didn't yeah. know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. a really good one. And Vedtix. Yeah. Who, Ivan? Vedtix. And then ID.me, they're really good. Vedtix? Vedtix is always donating tickets to veterans. Really? So is that V E T T I X or something, Ivan? Vedtix, yeah. I'm taking the kids to the heat game. Oh. having veterans come out. Oh, so now you all know also the Marlins. I think the Heat, I'm not for sure, but you know, the Marlins, they allow us to go to games for free. I think on Mondays, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, so we've got to stay in communication, if for nothing else, so that we can share the free stuff. Because because veterans love free stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Darlene, any you got anything? Anybody doing something for free for us? You want to add? Oh, I just want to show you my license. It says veteran already. That's, that's right, it. girl. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so. That's for the hundred. That's if you're 100, it says better with a little start on uh, next to it. Really? That's and they'll, awesome. they'll recognize the, your percentage already. Oh, I didn't know. Wait a minute. Tell me that again, Darlene. I didn't know that. So say that again. Um, yeah, you go to the DMV and you take your DD 214 with the, with the letter that it says your percentage of disability. Letter of eligibility. So oh. in, the, in your license, disability, disability. They, will, they will put veterans and it depends on the star that is next to it. It's the percentage that you have. 
So that's the percentage. I didn't know that. Also, less than 80, you might think they get 10% in some of the stuff. And, but if you have 100%, a lot of stuff are free. Really, darling? Oh, my God. That's awesome. I didn't know that. But definitely, Ivan just mentioned, uh, I think, Homestead is where you were going. Was that it, Ivan? Yeah. All your, so the you Homestead get, exemption? If you are... 90 and below you get 5000 if you're 100 if you're 100 total disabled your property tax is no longer uh applicable needed. yeah awesome awesome all right so we're closing out now this is the this is the good stuff this is actually the best part of the of the podcast <laughs> I, I think but i want to say thank you to our veterans that are sitting here today um, you know, I gotta say it, even though as cl- as cliche-ish as it sounds, I've gotta say it. Thank you for your service, right, um, Juan? You did a good job. You said, although you know, we we it's Army and Air Force and Marines at the table. We got the Coast Guard, we've got the Navy, we've got you know our other brothers and sisters, and so we are sending a shout out to everybody that has served. Right. And those that are still with us and those that are not with us, we are sending a shout out to every one of us that has served. And so the one thing I would add to that. Yes, Ivan. Is, is all the dependents and spouses. I, you know what? Let's not forget that. that. I, Let's not forget so that. Much. It wouldn't thank happen without so them. Much. It couldn't so happen much. without them. I stand corrected. Thank you so much for bringing that up, Ivan. That I stand so corrected. My wife so would corrected. kill me if I didn't say it. Yeah, I'm glad that you did. So <laughs> I've got to make, I've, I'm going to apologize. I'm definitely making a, a very public apology that I did not, because certainly were it not for our families, um, although I didn't have kids then, I still needed the letters from my brother, my sister, my mother. I still needed the letters. You know, my husband needed the letters from his father, his sister. So were it not even for the letters, it would have been difficult. I had a picture of my cousin, my baby cousin, brand new. And and when I wanted to cry and just, you know, fall out and the bombs bursting were too much, I would look at her picture and that helped. So were it not for the families, Ivan, you said it. We could not have done it. Very we could good. not have done oh, yeah. it. And so on that note, we are going to wrap up again. Thank you all, Ivan, Darlene, um, Army, my Army brother and sister. Um, ooh, ah, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Simplify, the Marine here, and Mr. Air Force laid back. Um, I'm being facetious, but but my, my brothers in um, service, you know, the Marine, the Air Force, we love all services. We love all services. We kid with each other. We talk so much junk, but we know that, you know, Without at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, we love each other. We yep. bring, we pull each other in, we invite each other, and so let's just continue to do that. Veterans Day is every day, right? Veterans Day is every day, and so thank you all, our viewing audience, our listening audience. We love you too, and we thank you, as Ivan has said, for allowing us to serve, right? Um, allowing us to make a part, be a part of um, of, of history, allowing us to make a contribution to our country. Um, when it was needed and when it was necessary. And so on that note, we're going to close out. Thank you again for chiming in. We look forward to having you tune in with us on our next broadcast. Um, And I hope that you stayed safe through the storm. Again, thank you, and we'll see you on our next podcast. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.